And the more you know who you are and what you want, the less you let things upset you. What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Thanks so much for tuning in. On today's episode, we have an interview with a very special guest. She's the founding editor of Closet Magazine, an online magazine dedicated to covering all things fashion tech. Think of it a lot like Electric Runway, but from a Parisian perspective. Naomi Belmont is an international speaker on the subject of fashion technology, as well as an innovation consultant at Soon Soon Soon. Here to tell you about her world, which is also my world, and the way our different worlds overlap, is Naomi Belmont, the founding editor of Closet Magazine. So, Naomi, welcome to the show. Thank you so for, for inviting me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I've been following Closet for some time now. For those who don't know, what is Closet Magazine? So, Closet is a hub for innovation in fashion. We detect and analyze the influence of tech, sciences, and other creative fields, such as art, food, or design on fashion. And the magazine actually decrypts and anticipates the way that these creative fields will enhance fashion aesthetically and functionally, whilst making the industry more durable and responsible. So you are in Paris, one of the world's capitals of fashion. Give us a lay of the land in terms of fashion tech there. Who are the key players, the designers, or companies to watch? So I've seen the fashion tech field evolve a lot in Paris in the last few years. When I started, only a few nerdy fashion-oriented people were experimenting in tech applied to fashion here. At the time, fashion brands, I mean, other than Iris Van Open or Essential Lion, they didn't seem so eager to explore these fields. So we gathered into an association called La Fashion Tech to federate the creative minds in this field. And I've been going to all the fashion tech events I could to meet the people shaping the future of fashion here, one project at a time. And now I see more and more designers experimenting with tech. The most obvious example would be the Chanel 3D printed suit from last year. Or a more edgy one would be the young designer who's actually our friend, Clara Daguin. I don't know if you don't, if you know her, uh, but yeah, I met her in Berlin, I believe. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So she was one uh, of the finalists at the International Year Fashion Festival. And she integrated electronics into her into intricate embroideries, making the lights flash as on the heartbeat rhythm of the model. Yeah, I love her work. It kind of falls into this area that I've been looking at of at like what I'm calling extimacy, externalized intimacy, because a lot of it yes. looks like she's taking the nerves and the cells of the body and she's amplifying them both in the sense that like the electronics are connected to maybe heart rate but also in the sense that it actually looks like she's bringing the landscape of the body onto the clothing it's very fascinating we'll put up pictures on electric runway so that people can take a look and then you had mentioned the uh, the chanel suits was that done in collaboration with an independent designer do you know I know it was made with uh, Atelier Le Sage, which are the ateliers that Chanel bought. 
but did it like inside the atelier so there's no information about it if they collaborated with young designers or tech people but I guess so and I'm certain that that was a pivotal moment also because people looked at that and they said, wow, 3D printing, it doesn't have to just be a hard plastic gadget that, you know, sits on a desk somewhere. It can actually be incorporated into couture and couture processes. So lots of innovations coming out of, coming out of Europe and specifically out of Paris. So what are the main events? in Paris or maybe in Europe altogether that you're keeping your eye on? You said you've been going to a lot of these fashion tech events. So in just two years, I saw a lot of events popped up in both Paris and uh, Europe. The first one to appear was the Fashion Tech Week, which was launched in 2014. It's organized by French startup incubator uh, Numa. And uh, the next session will be happening after Paris Fashion Week from 6th to 13th October. And we will be hosting two events there with Cosette on October 10th, a panel talk on how tech can help fashion being more transparent. And on October 12th, a second one on the new tools and new jobs that tech is creating in fashion. And we also have Vogue, who is stepping into the game this year with a huge event, the Vogue Fashion Festival, on 4th and uh, 5th of November. And they have an impressive lineup of fashion speakers, such as Eva Chen, Anya Rubik, or Olivier Roustan, or the CEO of Farfetch, José Neves. And so it's fascinating that there's so much going on. I want to put those links to those events on our community event listing on Electric Runway because we do have a page where um, we link all of the events. So it would be great if our audiences that are in Europe could, you know, perhaps attend and take a look at what's going on. So yeah. I'm wondering right now in America and even, you know, when I was in Berlin and Northern Europe a little bit, the conversation was really centered around next generation garments and bringing these from concepts to consumer products. And we see with, you know, like Clara Dogon, she's she's doing this maybe on a small scale. But yeah. I think what we're really waiting for is something like, you know, an H&M or a top shop to get into this game. And we're starting to see that. So in your experience covering fashion tech in Paris and beyond, what are the main talking points that keep coming up? Is it this idea of concept to consumer product or what do you hear being talked about a lot? I think it's kind of the same conversations that are happening here or in America. But we have a big conversation on how designers, engineers, coders, scientists can collaborate together. I think it's a topic that will continue to go on for a few years because it's a rather complicated question. I mean, it's not natural for designers to work with these kinds of profiles, meaning that they have to learn how to work together. And I don't think that this can just happen like this. And also another big topic is about industrialization because I think it's one of the main problems of the fashion tech projects, I mean, in Paris or anywhere else. Because we see a lot of prototypes, but when you have to transform these prototypes into serial productions, a lot of projects are actually stuck at that stage. Yeah, and it's. It, do you think it's just because we don't have the manufacturing processes in place to produce garments with electronics in them? I think that we, at the moment, we don't have them, but 
the industrials are building them at the time that we speak. So it shouldn't take so long. But as you said, I really think that it's when big companies like H&M or Topshop step into the game that it's going to be possible because it implies a lot of investments. So it cannot happen just with young designers or startups. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be the big players that really push forward that infrastructure. My idea or ideal, and maybe I'm being, you know, a little bit too optimistic, is that as we pivot to looking at electronics integrated into fashion, we do have the opportunity to rethink the way the fashion industry is set up. So, you know, I do hope that moving forward, as we have this conversation about how to manufacture fashion tech on a large scale, there's also this, you know, conversation of sustainability and yeah, innovation that exactly. is weaved in. So do you see that? Do you see those conversations surfacing as well, like this sustainability piece? Yes, a lot. Uh, I mean, just yesterday, I was participating into a panel talk about how tech can help fashion being more responsible. And there were designers who do ethical fashion. And during the talk I'm organizing within the, the Fashion Tech Week in October, we're going to talk with Provenance, which is a startup using blockchain to make fashion more transparent, to be able to actually trace every component where it came from and how it was produced. Wow. Because I think that the internet has really blown open the doors on where our clothing comes from. And we as consumers are now starting to ask questions like that. So that's one of the kind of digital disruptions of the industry is like we are now more connected than ever to the people making our clothing. So it's like we're asking these questions. So I think that uh, people definitely want to know. So that's really great to hear that the conversation is going on there and globally about sustainability and I think like ethical responsibility. So yeah, I, I just to finish. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's possible to have all these conversations on fashion and technology without thinking about sustainability because we think about the future. So the future has to be sustainable because otherwise we don't have a future. Absolutely. I think that's a really great point. So Naomi, how do you see Paris positioned in the overall landscape of fashion tech globally? So that's kind of a tricky question (laughs) because I remember reading a piece about from Business of Fashion last year and it was asking if London or New York was the capital of fashion tech and there was no word about Paris. So I was kind of sad about it, but then it was true because close to nothing was done on the subject in Paris. But I think that this lies in the fact that Paris has a specific history with fashion and having tech disrupt the traditional Parisian fashion landscape is not going to happen in days. I think that this will really take time. And at the same time, I'm still confident that Paris will play its part in this game because things are accelerating here and some, for example... Some big French retailers are buying up the startups to integrate their technology into their business. So I'm sure that fashion brands would follow with it. 
Yeah, it's interesting that you said, you know, the business of fashion came out with this article and there was no mention of Paris. I think yeah. that, you know, there's no mention of Toronto or Montreal also. And, you know, San yeah. Francisco, there's a lot going on throughout the world. And I don't think that one city has established itself as the leader. I think that a lot of people may point to New York and say, yes, it's the global hub of fashion tech. But I think at the same time, a lot of fashion tech in New York means retail tech and same with yeah. London, right? So yes. you do see innovations in next generation retail experiences and this idea of like the customer of tomorrow and the store of the future. But I don't know when it comes to, let's say, electronics on the body or wearables. Yeah. I don't know that it's those two places that were mentioned in that article. I think it's happening throughout the world. And I think because it's a niche, these people are finding each other. So for example, like I found Clara at Fashion Tech Berlin and, yes, you know, exactly. there's these I little totally clusters. Agree with it. Yeah. So, you know, I've been watching what Closet is doing. There's a few other leading voices in this area. And so it's, it's nice to see the community grow. And it's like, we're all covering our little area of yes. where, where we happen to be in the world. <laughs> so. Yes, but that's great because when I go on electric runway then I can I can see what's happening in America in Canada and I follow all your trips into Europe or all the places and that's really great I mean that we have this community and so I can only watch what's happening in Paris and in Europe but one person cannot do it all so it's really appreciated to yes. have all these voices <laughs> Yes, likewise. And stay tuned because our next stop is Russia. So I've never been to Russia oh, before. Cool. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to see what they have going on there. <laughs> yeah, must be really interesting. Yeah. So in my mind, Parisian fashion has always been a lot riskier than American fashion. And we need only to look at the street style from New York Fashion Week versus Paris Fashion Week to see evidence of this. Do you think that the same is true or will be true for the city's approach to fashion tech? Is it going to be riskier? It might be true for style. I totally agree with that. But at least for the moment, I don't think it's true for tech. Most of all, because of a cultural problem. Because we have the same problem with our startups here in France. Risk-taking is not something that we're pushing. French people are really not highly risk averse meaning that if you fail with building your company you'll never mention it in your in your resume so you'd rather say you took a long vacation or you've been around the world hmm. so this is complicated but it's changing but again this kind of evolutions really take time so i, I don't think that we're really risky into our approach of fashion tech. Yeah, so you think it's a more conservative audience. That's interesting because from a distance, it seems like, you know, you see the street style from Paris Fashion Week and it's very out there. Yes. So it's like, if you think about how that reflects the culture, but that could also be in reaction to the culture. If everybody's very conservative, then Fashion Week is kind of the opportunity to, you know, be risque. So Yeah, kind of. And I mean, the fashion people are still a niche. I mean, they don't represent all the French people. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to talk about you a little bit. What prompted you to start Closet? So at the time, uh, back in 2014, I was working for Publicis, international advertising agency, as an account executive. And 
I actually was really frustrated with my work because it didn't have enough creation in it. I mean, I was only handling the commercial part and I was not proud of the campaigns that were going out. So at the same time, I was sending resumes by the dozen to fashion brands and always getting no answer. So at one point, I just told myself, okay, they are not responding, so maybe you should create your own credibility. And that's how it all started. So you were pitching fashion tech stories, if I understand you correctly. Yes, because so when I was working for Publicis, my client was uh, Orange, the um, tele- telecommunication operator here in France. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a benchmark for the Christmas campaign about connected objects. And that's how I saw that lots of fashion applications did exist of this tech uh, objects. So that's how it all started in my mind because I wanted to do a fashion blog for years, but I didn't know how to do it because, I mean, I wasn't just going to take pictures of myself and saying, look at my clothes, they're so cool. Right. Because the point, the objective was to find a job in fashion. So I had to find something that with more intelligence. Yeah, you wanted something a little bit more outward-facing rather than like a personal style blog. Exactly. That's really interesting. I always find when I'm pitching stories on fashion tech, I have a problem about like where to fit it so I can pitch it to like the style section of a newspaper or the tech section. And it's sort of like, you know, sometimes it never really fits with either. And so mm-hmm. it's, it, I think it's indicative of this idea that we have this sort of hybrid genre that is coming to be that is you know it doesn't really fit in one category yes exactly so you're someone who is turned to as an innovation consultant for brands can you tell us a little bit about your work with soon 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 and how this ties into your work with closet first of all like maybe what is soon 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 for people who don't know yeah so soon 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 is a crowdsourced online media dedicated to innovation, but not just in fashion, in every field. So I write articles from some of our clients. It can be fashion clients or banking companies or, I mean, pretty much anything. And I also help them implement innovation tools within their companies or simply go there and um present them the innovation that we spotted that could help their business in, the, in order to inspire their teams. And so now I'm working as a freelance with uh, Sun Sun Sun. And the rest of my time, I am building the company with Closette to launch our own consultancy services. And also now I'm going back to school, a fashion school, to learn how to make clothes. Wow, you are. That's very exciting. Yeah. Is this because yeah, so you cool. want to better be able to write about it or you actually would like to design your own line someday? Both. Because, yes, at one point now it's been two years that I'm writing, but sometimes I do feel that I kind of miss this technical part. And this is what I like in the subject. So I really must be like the best I can on the subject. And also at the same time, since I've been, I don't even remember, I've always wanted to make clothes. 
So I'm starting to learn it, but wow, that's fantastic! Great, that's good for you. My goodness. So I'm wondering, how does the French government work with startups and entrepreneurs to help foster innovation? So there are actually lots of ways that the French government is trying to help the startups in fashion or not. So first, there's the label French Tech, which is re- represented in all the international fairs like CES. Yes, I saw them at CES. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a label that the startups ask. And so there are also lots of um, subventions. So the, the, the states give uh, money to help the textile sector grow again from its ashes, if I may say. And we also have this administration, which is called BPI. It's the public investment bank in France. So they have several funds that are specifically dedicated to help fashion businesses. So lots of different ways. Yeah, I remember seeing the whole aisle at CES with the French tech label, and I was very intrigued to see the ways that, you know, I, I think it's a very smart idea for the government to have this label to put the different startups under to kind of cluster everybody together and also foster networking among these different companies. Yeah. So where do you see the future of fashion headed? So there are many ways that I could answer this question because I see innovation happening in fashion in throughout its whole process, its whole chain, value chain. And so I think that 3D printing will help the production to be more responsible, having less waste. But also in the creative fields, all the VR, AR will help designers create in new ways, like for the next event, the one when we are going to talk about the new tools, the tech gives fashion. We're going to have a designer experimenting Google Tilt Brush, uh, which is actually an app within a VR headset in which you can draw in 3D. Oh, great. So I really imagine like this kind of tools being connected to tools that actually exist today. I don't know if you know about Lectra, which is the biggest, I think it's the biggest software provider for fashion. And there are softwares are connected to machines that cut the patterns or even to uh, laser cutting machines and it's really I have no words to describe it because in my school we have all these machines and softwares so I'm so excited I'm going to to be able to experiment it and I really think that yeah the future of fashion lies in all this kind of innovation that can help fashion being more creative or more transparent or yes and I think that there will be lots of different applications of innovation that will help fashion evolve yeah and so technology is not just touching like you know the way the final product looks it's the whole innovating the way that we can actually conceive of and design and manufacture our clothing to the way we sell it to the way you know we consume it on the internet it's it's really touching technology is touching across the board the fashion industry and and you really do have that bird's eye view with uh with closet and now you're getting into the thick of it with your fashion design school
school. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm so excited. So finally, what do you think fashion can learn from technology and vice versa? What do you think technology can learn from fashion? So I'd say that fashion could learn from technology all all of this collaboration and openness. Because one thing that struck me when I went the first times I went to tech events was that everyone was so open and nice and all this positive energy was really something that struck me. And I don't think I'm, yeah, it doesn't exist in fashion because in fashion you always like look at one another with like, I don't know. It's not really positive. It's different, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's very, very different communities. I've noticed that as well. Yeah, so I really think that fashion could really learn from it because collaboration means creativity. I really believe that. Yeah, and I mean, the fashion industry is an industry that needs to innovate itself. As we've seen, we're hearing a lot from New York Fashion Week about, you know, see now, buy now runway shows and the way that the industry is evolving. So if they remain closed off and siloed, I don't think that there's a future there. I think it was, you know, one of the Vogue writers who wrote, like, this is the end of the traditional fashion runway show as we know it. Like, things are changing and the people who aren't accepted that Uh, the people who haven't accepted that are not going to be around anymore (laughs) yeah exactly i totally agree with that and yeah so on the contrary what tech companies could learn from fashion Mm -hmm. i actually think that lots of them have been learning already from fashion like if you just take uh, apple from the very beginning of its history they have been using marketing strategies that are were usually used within the luxury industry but not in the tech industry so i think that yeah they already looking at fashion and learning from it yeah certainly i think there's a storytelling component that fashion has nailed down and has had nailed down for years that i think that technology can incorporate because so many times i speak to technologists or engineers and they have this thing and it does this thing but they just don't know how to sell it or they don't know how to articulate it really it's about communication i think that fashion has always been about communication so i totally agree with you on that on that front And I think Apple is a great example because they've sort of adapted that, um, you know, design mentality to marketing their products and and even to engineering them as well. So, yeah, yeah, very fascinating. So, Naomi, how can people stay in touch with you and follow what you're doing? People can go to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn or Closet or our website, which is closet.cc. And if anyone has a question, they can send me an email to hello at closet.cc. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That was my conversation with Naomi Belmont, founding editor of Closet Magazine and innovation consultant. And she was speaking to us from Paris. As always, we invite you to follow along all of our fashion tech adventures on Twitter and Instagram at electric underscore runway. In the weeks to come, you're going to be hearing from a startup that's trying to bridge the gap between data and the way we dress. We'll speak with the founders of Epitum about how they're applying artificial intelligence to street style. 
You'll also learn about a company with a mission to turn everyone into avatars so we can better participate in our digital lives and in virtual reality. Coming up on the program, my conversation with Pete Ford of It's Me and the implications of avatars and virtual reality on the way we'll shop and try on clothes in the future. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Music from today's episode by Jeff Kale. 